to the Hoop Dreamers podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very talented uprising guest, uh, point guard at Duke University, going into his third year, fresh out of Leesburg, Virginia. I was fortunate enough to be on staff at Duke my senior year when he was a freshman and has just seen his career on the rise ever since. So we're definitely going to get into that, talk about how his role has really kind of elevated season after season and how his game has done the same thing. So everybody, let's give a warm welcome to Jeremy Roach. Jay Roach, bro. Appreciate you hopping on, man. Appreciate you for having me, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And like, like, like I said, bro, year by year, I mean, your role has just become a little bit more significant each season. And so is your production, right? Especially on the biggest stages. It seemed like your first time playing on the big stages at this college level always happened to present your best games. And even when, you know, a lot of fans, people watching the games, didn't feel as if your performance really had a big, big impact on the outcome of the game, you continue to go out and prove otherwise. And throughout this episode, I'd like for you to just really hone in on, you know, you staying disciplined, buying into the system and the things that your coaches have been telling you season after season, while also maintaining your confidence and being willing to step up to the plate and ready to step up to the plate whenever your team needs you to. Is that cool with you? Yeah. All right, cool, cool. We're going to get into all that. For sure, for sure. And, you know, a, a couple of questions that I, I plan on asking every guest. You know, you were a big-time prospect coming into Duke, five-star, McDonald's All-American, two-time USA team gold medalist. I mean, you did just about everything that you could possibly do at that high school level. But I want to go all the way back to, you know, your early days, your childhood, when you really, around the time when you first picked up a basketball, you know, before Duke, so before the rankings, before all that stuff, when you were just a kid growing up in Leesburg, Virginia, what were your hoop dreams? Um, hoop dreams, I mean, back in the day, I wasn't really big hoop dreams. I was a big football player. Um, I wanted to be a football player. I started playing football my first grade. In first grade, I mean, my brother played football. I was watching him, so I kind of wanted to kind of model after him. Um, then third, I think third grade, I got introduced to this basketball team called Leesburg Basketball Club. Um, kind of started playing some local tournaments. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't very good, just a just an athlete, kind of could only use my right hand, just be yeah. <laughs> boosting down the right, speed boosting down the court with my right hand. Um, and as years went on, I kind of got better, kind of seen the gradual growth. And by sixth grade year, I kind of quit football. Sixth, seventh grade year, I, I quit football and uh, kind of just focused on basketball. And, you know, in high school, you know, your, your junior year, suffered an ACL injury, but was still able to come back your senior year and kind of just pick up where, where you left off. Like I said, finished as a as a five-star prospect, top 20 in the country, top five in your, in your position, 
Virginia Player of the Year. I mean, I'm, I'm, I know I'm missing about <laughs> still still missing about ninety percent of the awards. But like I said, you you accomplished a lot in high school, and then you ended up committing to Coach K and Duke University, right? How did you think that playing for Coach K at Duke was going to help you achieve the hoop dreams that you had when you were growing up as a kid? I mean, you watch, everybody watches, everybody grows up watching Duke. Uh, coach yeah. K, obviously the best coach in, in college basketball history. So why not learn from the best and also get a, the best academic uh, work you can get? So, I mean, you mm-hmm. have the best of both worlds. Um, and to reach my goal, I thought Coach K was the best one for me. I mean, obviously, he's had plenty of one-and-done point guards throughout his career. So I wanted him to help me on and off the court just to become a better man and a better player on the court. For sure. And, and, and speaking of you expecting to come in as a one-and-done point guard, I mean, that's what most people would expect from a five-star point guard who's committed to do. They're just automatically thinking <laughs> he, he's going to come in, play for six months, and leave. Mm-hmm. You know, but but – that season ended up presenting a lot of obstacles that, you know, kind of hindered you and the rest of the team from really having that kind of success. Uh, it was obviously a very difficult year with COVID and no fans and things like that. And you ended up having a decent season statistically, but, you know, like I said, it wasn't what you expected and it wasn't what anybody else expected, you know, and also with that, you know, you committed to Duke, so you knew you were going to come in playing with a lot of talent, right? There, there were multiple other draft picks on that team. And so you ended up becoming kind of placed into a role where you were, you became more of a combo guard that was out there to kind of make simple plays, right? Penetrate and pitch, get your teammates open, Uh hit 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 catch and shoot shots whenever whenever you're open and kind of play off of other people you know you had Matt Hurd Jalen Johnson those guys that were real real big time playmakers and scorers for themselves and you were you were kind of challenged to play off of them so you know that's pretty contradictory to what I'm sure you thought you were going to be doing your freshman year right you came in as a real ball dominant point guard in high school, like I said, top five point guard in the country is not expecting to come in and become a combo guard and kind of playing off ball, right? But just from seeing you behind the scenes, bro, and, and seeing, you know, what you did to prepare yourself for those things was something that I think a lot of people need to know, right? You were still, you know, with all those obstacles, with all the unexpected changes to your role and things like that. You all, the, the only thing that you did was adjust to what the coach told you, right? You, you still came into the gym every day and worked, but you really had to change your workout routine according to the role that coach gave you, right? You were working on those things that would make you the best that you could possibly be in that role. And really just in a way that would perfectly carve out your game around your teammates. So could you talk about what was going through your mind as you were going to the gym every day, which I'm sure you had always done your whole life, but in this this season, you're working out in a way that you probably had never worked out before. Could you talk about what, what was going through your mind at that time? And, you know, what were you thinking as you were approaching, as you were approaching those workouts? 
I mean, just early on, but even before I came to Duke, just my biggest approach is just coming to any team and just kind of buy into what the coach the coach wants <clears throat> and do what we do do whatever it takes to to let the team to to get the team a dub. So I mean, coming in coming to my freshman year, uh, I kind of didn't have the role that I, I I expected, but I was still getting some playing time. So you got to be happy at that. Um, just off the rip that you're even getting the opportunity to play at this prestigious um, at this prestigious school. So I mean, once 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 my once we kind of shaped our roles and and kind of had to figure out what we needed to do. I mean, uh, coach told me what I needed to do. So I came I came into the gym every day locked in just to try to get better get better at that uh, specific thing. Um, obviously, it wasn't kind of comfortable for me, but I was trying to do anything anything I could to help the team win and. To stay and just to stay disciplined and, and listen to the coach's orders, so I could stay on the floor and uh, have the have the best season, have the best performance that I can, uh, and that's what I did. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, the, the the team didn't perform as well as expected, at least in relation to the standards that Duke normally has. But I mean, once everybody kind of clicked, it wasn't until towards the end of the season. Obviously, COVID kind of pushed back the chemistry and stuff, but I mean, towards the end of the season, you all went on a crazy run in the ACC tournament towards the, towards the end of the regular season. And that's when you really started to see things come together. And when you started to see the result of everybody buying into the role that's given to them, right? And, and really contributing, having, having their main mindset when it comes to their contributions being on the team winning. And I think in, in your case, this really symbolizes a characteristic that every athlete should want to have, everybody should want to have, right? And that characteristic is in being coachable. So I want you to kind of talk about or speak to every hooper around the world as far as how they should see themselves in you when it comes to, you know, what you did in this case, where you put your rankings and accolades that you came in with to the side all the egos, all that stuff that may come with it to the side as well, and really just bought into what the coaches were telling you and just kind of earning the trust of your coaches and teammates. I mean, that's the I mean, that's the biggest thing I think all college guys, college guys who come into college or high school, high school guys who go into college uh, should always be coachable and just buy in. I think if you're if you're always kind of going back and forth. Uh, saying what the coach needs to do, they need to put me in the game, whatever. It's never going to work out for you. You're never going to be in the right state of mind to perform at your highest level. So <clears throat> it's always being coachable, being a sponge, soaking up the game from people who who've been there before you. So why not? Why not soak up the game? Um, they've been there before you, so they kind of know they know the ins and outs. So if you're not if you're not coachable, you won't be able to play. Uh, coaches won't be able to trust you. They're going to think right. you're going to do. They don't think they don't think you're gonna do your own thing on the floor when yeah. you're out there. So my advice to all these college, these these high school hoopers going into college, be coachable. Uh learn as much as you can before you even step on the court. Yeah. Uh, that's the biggest thing. And have and have your coaches trust. Absolutely. And I think that goes for every level, right? Elementary, middle school, <laughs> high school, no matter what level you're playing, you gotta be coachable yeah, if you want to be on the floor. Yeah, definitely gotta be coachable. For sure. And and, and speaking of you know, being coachable before you kind of get to that college level, because at that point it may be too late for you to work on that. <laughs> but like, but that's that's a, that's something that I want to bring up though, because you know, a lot of people may say, 
oh, you know, it's easy for you to be coachable when you playing for, for Coach K and, and the greatest coach of all time. Like the, the, the man has five national championships, multiple gold medals. He's coached literally all the greatest players that has ever touched a basketball. And I just have to address that crowd and say, like, Jeremy wouldn't have even gotten the opportunity to play for Coach K if he wasn't coachable before he got to that level, right? You had to prove when he was recruiting you and when he first started watching you play that you were going to be coachable once you got to him. And that's, and you had to prove that by being coachable to your AAU, high school, middle school, whenever he started recruiting you, whoever was coaching you at that time, they had to vouch for you in that respect, right? And so now let's transition into your sophomore season, that off season going into it, right? I mean, another, yeah, another loaded team, right? I mean, that team ended up having five NBA draft picks, one of which being the number one pick in the draft, three out of the other four being other first round picks, right? Most people in that situation, they had they had an unexpectedly limited, relatively limited role freshman year with a talented team. And then they're coming into their sophomore season with with even more talent, right? <laughs> and most people in that situation would have immediately hit the transfer portal. No questions asked, like, like no hesitation. And most people wouldn't even blame you. But you, in that situation, decided to stick it out and, and kind of continue to earn the trust of your coaches, your teammates, and elevate your role. You decided to stick it out and compete within your team and still establish yourself as a key player, right? And this, like I said, this is the kind of situation where most people would transfer. And it's not just colleges, AAU teams, high school teams. I mean, whatever it may be, people switch teams at every level in this situation. So I want to, I want you to talk about, you know, what was going through your mind as you went from that fresh kind of limited role freshman season into your sophomore season with another loaded, another loaded recruiting class and how, you know, your mindset was still, I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to continue to earn, earn trust and I'm going to earn my way and I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, after my freshman, my freshman season, I kind of had the beans with the coaches. Um, I never, never, never wanted to transfer, never wanted to do anything like that. Cause I know I always knew it was kind of on myself. I kind of, at the end of the season, I kind of reflected on the whole season, kind of <clears throat> was thinking what I did right, what I did wrong, what I could have done better, what I could have done, uh, could, I have, could I have done more here, and kind of just analyzing the whole season, and then kind of put it on my put it on myself that I'm gonna put put this work in in this off season, uh, come back with another great group of guys. I already knew we were gonna be talented as hell, uh, but come back with a great group of guys and have a hell of a season. Um, it's, can't you can't duck the work because if you mean why would why would you why would you want to leave Duke? It's the, yeah. best, it's the best school. It's the best school in the country. So uh, I knew I had to work my way up. Uh, I knew it was going to be tough, but I wanted I wanted to show everybody that I was capable of doing it. Yeah, and and I mean that's exactly what you did, right? You I mean you had some huge games, huge moments. I mean it was coaches last season, so that brought, I mean a level of pressure that most people can't even imagine at that level. Right? I mean 
But but the thing is, you know, that team, while it was talented, it, I mean, y'all had uh, uh, some lapses here and there. And just from being somebody looking from the outside in, I mean, the media was especially critical of y'all. I mean, obviously because it was coaches last season, but when those, you know, lapses happened, the, the bad losses, things like that, when those things came about, you were always one of the main people that everybody put the blame on, <laughs> right? Because they felt that, you know, you had a limited role your freshman year. And I think it goes, I think it always goes back to that. People kind of see you in that light and they see you trying to earn your way. But when those lapses happen, they feel that, you know, you have to be the reason because you haven't, you hadn't yet really proven yourself. So, I mean, there, and, and there are a lot of hoopers going through that same thing, right? They, they, the team struggles or whatever it may be. And they just kind of automatically become one of the focal points of the blame. So what could you say to them as far as, you know, just keeping your head up in these situations, staying locked in, focus, focus on the, on, on the team's goals and just putting the putting the distractions aside and continuing to hoop. I mean, my biggest thing is just you have your good days and keep <laughs> don't be too high. Your good days don't be too long. Your on your bad days, just like just stay level headed because at that any moment, anybody you can have a bad day and then everybody on Twitter is coming at you, and now you don't, <laughs> now, you, now you don't know what to do. So yeah. first, you gotta block out all the social media bull. Um, just all the negative energy, it's, ne it's, it's never going to be good. You just keep looking at negative energy because once you keep looking at that negative energy, it's going to seep in your head and you're going to start thinking that way. So that's the first thing you got to do. Yeah, exactly. Oh, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. My bad. I mean, just, I mean, just, it's, it's basically based on all that. I mean, just keeping a level head, um, keep, keeping the pride to the side. Don't be too cocky because when that time comes, it will, it, it will come and they will be on your ass. Uh, 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 a bad season, a bad game, a bad, a bad stretch, whatever, whatever it is. So, I mean, that's what I had to learn my freshman year, not get too caught up in, in the comments and what they're saying about you, because it's only going to lead to even more bad games down the road. So you just see it, flush it out that one time or don't even look at it at all, because that could, that could be harmful too. And what, what was kind of your, your foundation? Like what, what helped you, always keep that confidence in yourself right because even even when those things happen you seem to always bounce back with with big games right you you always seem to recover from those situations so obviously putting the distractions to the side was your biggest tactic but once that happens you still got to go out and perform yeah. right although all yeah. those things are getting to you you still got to go out and hoop so what was helping you keep your confidence up I mean, like you said, you, I was in the gym every single day, every morning. That keeps your confidence up. Just knowing that you, that you're, you're you're being sharp throughout your workouts. You're making shots doing your workouts. So just having that trust in your game and going out and performing and do all the stuff that you work on in the mornings or when you're working out, that was the biggest thing. That keeps your confidence up. And uh, whenever you lose your confidence, go back in the gym, start work, just 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 work. Um, and I think the biggest goal I got is to stay the course. If you're not having a good day, just keep working. The light's, the light's going to shine at the end of the tunnel, I promise you. So uh, just keep work, keep working, and you don't even got to tell nobody you're working. Just, just work every day, and I promise yeah. you that light's going to shine at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, exactly. And, and speaking of that light shining towards the end of the season, <laughs> man, that, that just seemed to always be when you shined. 
like when it, when the lights were at its brightest, where whether I mean specifically in the postseason, right? Your first time playing in a postseason in both seasons, right? So freshman year, your ACC tournament, first time playing in that, the best that you played all season long. I mean, just straight out hooping, right? Sophomore season. NCAA tournament playing playing that for the first time, hooping, right? I mean, I mean, confidence just hits a point that you know nobody even saw coming, and you're making plays that prove to be. I mean, you. I mean, you proved to be a key player, right? I mean, your sophomore season, you ended up helping the team get all the way to the Final Four, and your freshman season. Lord knows where y'all would have ended up if y'all were able to finish that season, but obviously it was cut short due to COVID. So I want you to talk about, you know, what what you would say to, you know, the Hoopers tuning into this as they're approaching their first big moments, whether it's the first high school rivalry game, first big AAU game, you know, how do you what what's your mindset going on to those stages for the first time? And how do you just go into those things and play even better than you had played the whole season? I mean, just for me personally, like I love, I love the big stage. And like I said, if you're putting in the work, you're, you're going to be ready for the big stage. So I, what I tell all my young hoopers is if you've been in the gym, you, you, you know you've been putting in the hours in the gym, late nights, early mornings, whatever it is, you know you've been putting in that hours, that, that confidence is going to be there. So when you get on that biggest stage, it's like it's going to be like another workout. You know what I'm saying? Just trusting your work, doing what you did in, in, in your workouts. And don't get too caught up in the moment because that's a big, that's a, another big thing. You go into a big arena, a big crowd, you get caught up in the moment and you lose the moment. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. lose that you that moment. You could have had an opportunity to get, get your name out, but you were you too worried about something else or too worried about what they said in the comments. You just stay level-headed, stay confident. Just know you've been putting in that work and, and go perform. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, man, that's exactly what you did coming off of a Final Four season. Uh, I, I believe you were one of the – you made all-tournament team, didn't you? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, who, who would have expected that? You know what I'm saying? You, you playing with five of the first-round draft picks and you, your name still ends up being mentioned in that all-tournament team in the postseason. Now, going into this, this, this season, it's your third year, right? It's crazy how, how – how, how, Time is just flying. I can't, I can't believe you're you about to be your upperclassman now. But, I mean, the expectations for Duke are always high, right, even past the, the Coach K era. I mean, Coach Shire and, and Sewell and that staff have, have done an amazing job of putting another set of, of loaded talent around you, right? But this time, with this loaded talent coming in, you aren't expected to just be a key player anymore. You, from most people, are expected to be a leader, right? A leader on the court, a leader off the court, and it's simply a result of you, like I said, bro, just earning your way up as the seasons go, right? Each role that you were given, you have fully embraced it. And I'm sure you're going to do the same thing this year as a hopeful captain and leader of this of this Duke team. So sure. could you share with the audience, you know, what it feels like knowing that you stayed coachable and disciplined throughout your first two seasons 
And as your role has steadily in- expanded, you are now coming into a season where you're going to be, I mean, you're going to be the top dog. You're going to be a leader. You're going to be a captain, hopefully. <laughs> you know, you know, how, could you talk about how it, how it feels to now be in, the, be in this position after earning your way to this point? Yeah, I mean, I think those two years were big for me. Uh, just going through my trials and tribulations or whatever. Uh, just learning the rights and the wrongs from from each season. I think it's, it's a big thing for me now because I'm obviously the, the key point of Duke basketball right now. Um, they expect me to be a leader, um, best player on the team, whatever whatever you want to call it. Uh, my, my role has changed uh, dramatically and I'm ready for it. I think these two years, these two years got me ready for it and I couldn't ask for, for anything better for them to trust me uh, with the keys. And I'm ready to lead these young group of, group of guys that Shire put together. Uh, I love the, I love these young guys, even the grad transfers who came in. I love all those guys. I mean, we, we, we've been, we've been bonding all summer, been had mm-hmm. a, putting hella work this summer. So I'm ready. I'm ready for, for this season and uh, to put on a little show for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, we, and we all waiting to see it, bro. <laughs> I mean, I know just in, in my opinion, you know, I, I think you're going to come in and be not just one of the best point guards in the country, but one of the best players in the country, if not the best, right? I'm, 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 I'm Me and myself and all the other Duke fans around the world, I mean, we, we can't wait to see what you do and the rest of the team. And like you, and I, I fully believe that you are ready to lead this team the keys are in your hands. It's time for you to get in the driver's seat and we, we all get in the backseat and cruising with you, bro. So we can go ahead and wrap it up with that. But appreciate you again for hopping on, bro. Good luck. Good luck to y'all this season. I'm sure you're gonna do your thing. We all we all gonna be watching. Uh I'm gonna definitely come pull up to a couple of games. <laughs> definitely come to a couple of games. You're gonna hit me in the stands. But uh <laughs> Yeah, 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 bro. Appreciate you again for hopping on. Appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir. You have any final words? Uh, tell my young hoopers, bro, stay working. Um, listen to your coaches. Do whatever you can to get better. Soak up, soak up the game. I, I said to my young hoopers, elementary school, just bro, just go out and do whatever you can to get better. I mean, I know I'll share a couple stories from me. I'm, I'm hooping. I'm talking about every single day, like ride my bike to courts. My back. I had a court in my backyard too, but I'm trying to play with other people. I'm riding. I'm riding to the elementary school, playing with older guys. I'm going to to the rec every day, every night. Yeah. Like I'm hooping outside with a indoor outdoor ball. You came and feel the leather on that. <laughs> I've been hooping with that drink so much. So. Yeah. Uh, you just gotta find a love for the game at first, because if you don't love it, that's the game. This game not for you. I I, I won't even lie to you. This game is yeah. not for you if you don't love it. So. Find that love early and just keep working. Hold on to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate you for preaching the good word, sharing your story. And, you know, hopefully we can get you on at another point this season. Not for sure. For now, for now, we're going to, for sure, for sure. We're going to let you lock in. Go ahead and get your workouts in. Like I said, man, looking forward to this season. Appreciate you again. Appreciate you, dog.